I want to talk to you a little bit about Grip Six socks. Grip Six socks are really cool, uh, really, really good. They're very, very cool. I haven't put on my socks yet this morning, but I got them right here. My Grip Six socks. Um, it is a hundred degrees up here at the ranch. Really hot yesterday. Uh, wearing my socks kept my feet cool. Really, really great. They're now they're made out of wool, which is counterintuitive. But the way they weave them is such a way where it'll keep you cool in the summer and keep your feet warm in the winter. It is really, really worth your time to just try a pair. Grip6.com slash Beck. Put your trust and hard-earned money in a company that does it right and does it here in America. It's Grip6.com slash Beck. Grip6.com slash Beck. We begin in just a minute. my gosh it is so good to be here friday because i am so proud of our country i i mean i look at the messages we're sending you know with the uh with the president going to saudi arabia and saying please help us please help us i i'm so proud of that um but you know i don't think i could have ever been or have ever been this proud of my nation than when i saw the pictures of Dr. Rachel Levine wearing her admiral's uniform and Sam Britton, who, you know, is in charge of all of our nuclear waste, uh, wearing a blue floral pattern dress with a sweetheart neckline, blazer and blue strappy heels. It was magnificent. Now, because we were celebrating their Bastille Day and those two went to the uh, celebration at the foreign embassy, I would hope, now this is just me, but if the French us at all, uh, I'd like to see President Macron come over dressed as the Statue of Liberty, but this time not in those drapes, but in something low-cut and lacy, because that's the way to celebrate our Independence Day. More in just a second. That we're insane. We have gone absolutely insane. Judy wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I am amazed. The next step on my knee was getting it replaced. I've been through all the injections. Nothing was helping. And then I tried Relief Factor. I was able to remove my brace and walk without pain. Then I ran my own experiment and quit taking it. I did the same thing, Judy. Within three days, I was back to the brace and barely walking again. 
I'm still taking it every day, and you better believe me, I'm singing its praises. Judy, I am so glad to hear this. You don't have to have, you know, narcotics to be able to handle the pain. In fact, I did the same thing Judy did. I thought, well, my pain's getting better, but it's just, it's not this. Because you don't feel it in your system at all. And uh, lo and behold, I did the same thing. Judy, same results. My pain came roaring back, and I take it three times a day as well. Three-week quick start developed for you, 1995. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. We welcome now to the program Mr. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, who's filling in for uh, mm. Stu, our executive mm-hmm. producer. How in- are you, Pat? Oh, perfect. Perfect. And you? Are you? Do, yeah. Can we bring that picture? Oh, fantastic. Can we bring that picture up again? Uh, Sam Britton, he's wearing mm. a blue floral pattern dress and a sweetheart neckline. Beautiful. I think it looks... Absolutely beautiful. I think it looks... Yes. Beautiful. Captivating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they both look oh, scrumptious, yeah. don't they? They just... But they both look scrumptious right there. No, they uh, they do. They really, truly they do. gorgeous, gorgeous ladies. You know what it reminds me of, Pat, Mm -hmm. is uh, our trip uh, a couple of decades ago uh, (laughs) to uh, Ivana Trump's uh, dress store. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Is that what it reminds you of? I don't even know. It's Hmm. more. It's almost three three decades ago, 30 years ago. Yes, it was. Pat and I, uh, by the way, uh, Ivanka, Ivanka, no, Ivana. Ivana. Which is the mom. Ivana. Ivana. She passed away. uh, Yeah, really sad. uh, uh, Weekend. Apparently, apparently fell down the stairs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Really sad. She apparently, I think she had some so hip anyway. problems, but yeah. But that doesn't have anything to do with her dress yeah. shop that uh, that we frequent. No, it has nothing to do with her dress shop. Should we tell this story? <laughs> the, uh, I'm a little hesitant, actually. Are you? <laughs> Just a tad Are hesitant. You? Well, yeah, because yeah. it's a completely different world than it was 30 years ago. I know. You can't know. possibly do this. 30 now. years, I'm going to tell it because I don't give a flying crap because right. it's funny. Yeah. Um, Pat and I, Pat and I, 30 years ago, I, uh, I learned something from Pen uh, Gillette. He, uh, we were backstage one day and he said, Do you know where my microphone is? And I'm like, I, No, I don't know. Ben. He's like, Find it. Where, where's my microphone? <laughs> and we were just talking behind the curtain before the show starts. And it was a weird conversation. It went from like the Nobel Prize winning scientist uh, that year to where's my microphone. So I played Waldo. Where's Waldo for a while with him? And he said they're seed microphones. And this is this was brand new technology, seed microphones. And he said, I've replaced the screws in my glasses with microphones. So wherever I look, the mic is picking it up. And he would run the cord down his back through his ponytail. And at that time, I had a ponytail. I was drinking heavily. I was heavily on the sauce. <laughs> and um, and so uh, I said, uh, this, this is fantastic. I got back and I said, Pat, we've got to get some seed microphones. So we went, we went to this really shady place. It, it was in the Empire State Building. And uh, mm. we got these microphones and I had them made into the glasses. And then we decided to just do fun things that, you know, were stupid uh, mm-hmm. out in the uh, public. So one of them was... And it was something decided, that wasn't, it, it wasn't as prevalent then as it is now. You know, if, if, if two not, guys went into a shop... Not even. 
Yeah, if two guys went into a shop at Ivana's shop for a dress, it wouldn't. Nobody had bat an eyelash at it. Now, today, yeah, you could go. You could go to. You could go to to Macy's, and yeah. a guy could try on a, try on a dress, and nobody's going to say anything. Yeah. Back then, thirty years ago, people you didn't things. do that, right? And the reason why we picked Ivana's uh, dress shop is because it was so snotty. Mm-hmm. Our our guess was that two guys could walk in and say, we want to try on dresses, and they would just do it. They'd go along because they just wanted to sell. These were like $25,000 gowns. And so we just thought they are so greedy, they absolutely won't say anything. And we even said, I'll bet you she says how good-looking it is. So we went in, and uh, Pat was the one... uh, uh, trying on the dress, and I'm not sure up until the end. I'm not sure that that was the harder part because I had to sit with the salesperson while he was changing and after he was changing. Uh, and so he he picks out this beautiful uh, blue number and uh, uh, very low cut. Mm-hmm. Now, Showed I wouldn't of chest say hair. that. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> say that Pat is a gorilla. But he does have a lot of chest hair. Mm -hmm. And we were both, what, in our 30s or late 20s at that point. So it wasn't gray. It was bright, bright red. He has red hair. And and so he tries on this blue. And he comes out of the dressing room. And it is shocking how bad he looks as a woman. I mean, (laughs) shockingly bad. Okay. Uh, especially, well, he, he gets up on the, and she says, oh my gosh, that is stunning. Exactly what I thought she'd say. That is stunning. And Pat said, I don't know. Does it make me look fat? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so slimming on you. And does it clash with my beard? Yes. He's like, he stands in front of the mirror for a while, and he's got his chest mm-hmm. hair just blazing red against this blue and his white, white skin. Uh, and obviously, it doesn't fit at all in the chest area. And he stands there for a while with his hand kind of, you know, on his chest, like thinking deep thoughts. And I can't, I can't imagine what he's doing. I'm trying everything I can not to laugh because she keeps going, I think this is. This is wonderful. This mm-hmm. is, and Pat, like, are you are you telling me the truth? She's like, oh, ask him, ask him. He looks at me, and I said, oh, I, I, yeah, I think that one works. That's that's really nice. And Pat says, I don't know. Does it clash with my chest and beard hair? <laughs> <laughs> I. She jumped in immediately. No, not at all. I couldn't take it. I had to leave. (laughs) I could not. And I think you said that I was, I had teared up and Mm -hmm. was just Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, so emotionally moved by it. Um, But I left Pat alone uh, to take the dress and say, we'll have to think about it and come back later. That's a bit you don't do today. No. Because no, it don't. wouldn't be shocking. Right. It wouldn't be shocking. Well, we have two so, administration saw... officials who are doing it at, 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 
at state affairs. And ambassadors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so do you remember John Adams, the uh, the miniseries John Adams? Yeah. Okay, do you remember the scene where he went over to France and he is sitting at the table and they're all wearing, all the guys and everybody's wearing makeup and wigs and they look ridiculous. Yeah, and they've got the white and, face uh, thing and yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just ridiculous looking. And John Adams is sitting there in normal clothes, you know, relative poor man uh, and just, you know, normal. And they they ask him, have you seen the ballet? And he says, no, no, I haven't had time. My country is at war. I study politics and war. So my sons have the liberty to study mathematics and philosophy. My sons ought to study mathematics and philosophy and geography, natural history. Uh, naval architecture, navigation, commerce, agriculture, in order to give their children a right to study painting and poetry and music and architecture. So, no, I haven't been to the ballet. Um, they found this shocking. Um, and I remember sitting there thinking, what must have John Adams thought when he went to that court seeing how ridiculous these people were and how out of touch with reality. Not that they were dressing up and it was that they, this was their world. This was the most important thing to them is how they looked, how they talked, who was in court, all of this stuff. And they looked and acted ridiculous. And then I wondered, have we ever looked like that? And- until this moment, I, I think the answer has been no. I mean, we've made some bad gaffes. We've had, you know, we've we've had George Bush throw up on a prime minister. Um, so we've we've had some bad things happen. But at a time when Europe is having record inflation, when they are on the eve of possible war because Russia is uh, cutting off the gas. Germany is in full-fledged panic. There are riots in the streets. There are farmers taking to the streets in France, in the Netherlands, uh, in Germany, in Spain, because of the food shortages. And we send two, I'm going to be honest with you, two guys, two guys, and they dress up one looks like, I don't know, uh, uh, an old lady from the 1950s in an admiral's uniform. And the other, a bald dude who doesn't claim to be a woman. He claims neither. And I can just be whoever I want and wear whatever I want. Yeah, you know, you can. But you represent the United States of America. What are we doing? How ridiculous do we look? And any conservative, any conservative nation, and by the way, France is more conservative than we are. Macron has come out and said to the people, do not drink any of the poison that is coming from America now. They're making fun of us because we're too crazy. The French, we're too crazy for the French. By the way, You think it's so extraordinary 
that uh, uh, um, what was it? Uh, Mississippi wanted 15 weeks for abortion. That's still more than France. France has 12 weeks as they're cut off. We are, <laughs> we're not even studying painting and poetry and music and tapestry and porcelain. We're not even studying that. We're just gorging on ourselves on nonsense and whatever makes us feel good. America should be ashamed of itself. And I think many of us are. And, and we're not just ashamed for the mistakes that we've made in the past. We're ashamed for what we're now pushing and, and uh, beating our chest on. We are nuts. We're nuts. And it's time that we start saying that. By the way, uh, the um, uh, Sam Britton, who is the uh, let's see, he's uh, he's in charge. I don't know his title, but he's in charge of all of our nuclear waste. That is a top secret position. It had to have clearance. Do you know how he got his job? Uh, there's there's some people um, in the Department of Energy that really spoke out and said, "Ah, uh, this isn't good." I'll tell you that coming up in just a second. First, our sponsor this half hour is the Tuttle Twins books. There are things in life that are nice to have, and then there are things that you have to have. And knowing the difference between the two is really part of the battle. I always hated it when I'd say, I'd starving, and my mom would say, no, you're not. There are people in China that are starving. Ugh. But it's true. We... We uh, we throw words around and we we're just different as as people, and there are wants, not needs. And uh, one of the need that we have, and something we have to have, is true history. We have to teach our children history. We have to teach them what made this country that they live in. If there is any hope at all, it lies in the awareness on the part of good young men and women of who we are and what we're trying to do. There's a 240-page fully illustrated book now from the Tuttle Twins, and it teaches the inspiring stories of our country's past. This makes learning history really fun. It's not about memorizing names and dates. It's about why. Why? How did this idea come to be and why what makes this idea better than that idea and what were the arguments on all side but it is written in such a way that your kids will enjoy it it's an amazing book and they have a great book launch deal they're throwing in 200 pages of companion curriculum and activities also they have an audio version of the book videos to help lessons from the book come alive it's tuttletwinsbeck.com america's history Help them on their book launch this week, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You can even preview a free sample chapter so you can see for yourself why this is needed and why I think this is so critical uh, for all of us to have in our home. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Ten seconds, station ID. All 
All right, so the guy that, uh, Sam Britton, the guy that went over uh, to the embassy for Bastille Day and celebrated in a snappy low-cut number uh, wearing a blue dress and beautiful blue high heels, um, he is a guy who uh, has been a LGBT activist for a long time. He is a drag queen. He does not consider himself in drag in this picture. He believes he's non-binary, so he can wear whatever he chooses, whatever he feels like. Um, but he has had a past of being a drag queen. He has also been a defender of underage gay prostitution sites. This guy is not without controversy or um, uh, uh, decency, let's say. He's now earning a salary that puts him in the top 1% of all government employees, and he has the top-secret Q clearance. Mm. Um, that's what the, um, the nuclear clearance is. The top is Q, and it is top-secret national security information access clearance. Okay, So he has all the secrets. Now, how did he become... Uh, the head of our nuclear waste. I mean, again, drag queen, LGBTQ plus activist, lectured on kink at college campuses, uh, participated in interviews about fetish role play. I, I get that. How did he get this job? Apparently, he was on a list of must-haves um, by the Biden administration, and the Biden administration pushed and pushed and pushed uh, for his uh, being uh, put on as the head of the nuclear agency. In fact, they they cut so many corners that people in the um, energy um, administration said, you, you got to stop. The, the, who, who is this guy? How is he getting top secret clearance? This is a serious role. Many people, uh, in one in particular, wrote an awful lot about this and talked about how dangerous it is. Um, I don't know. I, I just, you know, I don't care how the guy looks in a dress. Is he qualified for the job? And does he have the common sense and decency to act on behalf of America? The Glenn Beck Program. All right, Mike Lindell has changed the way millions of people sleep every night. My pillow products, incredible. If you haven't tried them, you should. I, I will tell you the honest to God truth. If I picked one up at a store and I was looking for a pillow, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it. And the reason I wouldn't buy it is it doesn't seem like the kind of pillow that I would like. I slept on it, and I slept on a small one, and I didn't like it. And I got the extra large, the king size, and I loved it and i sleep on it every single day i've slept on it now for gosh i don't even know three four years i love it and i really would not have thought that this was the pillow for me all of his products are like this i mean if you get his sheets the giza sheets oh my gosh they are they're best and the percal sheets which are available in a wide variety of colors and sizes, all included in the sale. Queen size, regular price is $89.98. Now it's $39. Use the promo code BECK at MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. 
Glenn Beck, Stuber Gear, Stephen Crowder, Steve Dace, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com and use the promo code Glenn. So I really think we've turned the corner on uh, this political correctness. I, you know, we we reached the zenith of the we generation in 2024. That is, that's the top of the hill. It's an 80-year swing from the me generation to the we generation. And uh, the last time we were at the we uh, was in the 1980s. Uh, and it's actually a it's actually a uh, forty year swing from one side to the other, and forty years to return. Um, and so we were at the me, and the reason why the me generation doesn't have the really kind of you know death camp thing is because the me generation is all about me and. So it's me, 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 and nobody is working on the collective. They're all working on themselves. And so you can get arrogant, you can uh, cut corners and become greedy and everything else. But the we generation, the last time we had a we generation was in the 1930s and 40s. So the we generation is the one where you get this collective nonsense, and it's for the good of society and don't matter individuals don't matter uh you know it's uh whatever we have to do to further the flag and those are dangerous dangerous times the the history will tell us it, it, we're at the top of that and headed back down now after 2024 i think it might have been accelerated um this time because of social media um, because imagine if we didn't have social media, we didn't have all of these other forms of media, we wouldn't know half of the stuff that we know right now that's been going on. You know, we, would, we wouldn't know about Hunter Biden's laptop. Who would have it? No, I mean, they wouldn't have given it to alternative press because there wasn't any alternative press. So there's so many things that we w- that have would have gone on. I think this has been accelerated, and I think we're back on the way down. Um, people are just like it says. I mean, look what's happening in San Francisco. San Francisco, they just voted out uh, a recall, uh, voted out the uh, the district attorney, and replaced him with somebody who at least kind of makes sense. Somebody who's actually like, yeah, we got to enforce the laws. I don't know if you heard about the um, the transgender felon. Do you remember? Remember in California, they were like, yeah, you know, we got to we got to put men who claim they're women into the women's prison. We ought to let them pick. Okay, that's good. So they did it in California. And lo and behold, it was a, a miracle. It's a miracle. I think maybe Jesus has several brothers of different mothers, and he was born in prison this time because immaculate conception. It's the only way to explain it. These guys who claim to be women went to the prison, and they're hanging out with the women, and women are suddenly getting pregnant. Now, that's weird because I know 
biologically I am on solid ground that men can get pregnant. But how do women get pregnant? How do they do that without a real guy there? And there were no real guys. And so it was an immaculate conception. Now, this was happening in California, and it was also happening um, in uh, New Jersey. And so they've just, in New Jersey, moved uh, Demi Minor. Wow, is that a loaded name? Demi Minor, uh, 27 years old. Of course, 100% woman. Hear him roar. And uh, he was he has a 30 year prison sentence for manslaughter. Uh, and uh, and he's been moved. He's been moved uh, from the Edna Mahan uh, correctional facility for women, where apparently now I don't have this for fact, but follow the science. They say this woman impregnated two other women. I don't know how that happens. Follow the science, gang. But I think uh, I think this kind of stuff is coming to an end. I think people are starting to see the real ramifications of some of it. You know, we're seeing it in the cities. We're now seeing it uh, with uh, uh, with immigration. Did you see the the mayor of the District of Columbia and what she had to say, Muriel Browser, about mm-hmm. illegal aliens? I. I found this refreshing. I thought that uh, Texas putting these people on buses and sending them into Washington, uh, I liked the idea at first, and then I thought, that's only a publicity stunt because nothing's happening. No, this is why I'm not in charge of these things. Listen to what the mayor of the District of Columbia just said on one of the weekend talk shows. Uh, Washington Post reported last week that homeless shelters in D.C. were filling up um, and groups were getting overwhelmed by these buses that the governors of Texas and, and Arizona are sending here full of migrants. How significant is this influx? How many people? Well, this is a very significant issue. Um, we have for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Uh, we, we think they're largely asylum seekers uh, who are going to final destinations that are not Washington, D.C. Uh, I worked uh, with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to a local organization um, that is providing services to folks, um, but I fear that they're being uh, tricked into nationwide um, bus trips when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America. Wow. Pat, they're being tricked into going to Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. And that's what she's concerned about is that they're being tricked. She loves having them in the district, of course. She loves the fact that they're there. But only if they really want (laughs) to. Right. Yeah, they really want to end up there. I mean. So amazing. You know. Shows how effective this strategy is. It really does. Because, and keep doing it. In fact, I double down now. Mm -hmm. um, Because shipping them there, it's, it's flooding all of the resources and they can't, they don't have the money for it. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, welcome to being a border state. 
This is exactly yep. what Texas and Arizona and, and everybody but California have been talking about. You, we can't handle this. It's flooding our towns and our services. We can't handle this. And uh, nobody had seemed to care, but they do now. And I think that is fantastic. It's brilliant. Good job. Good yeah. job, Greg, Greg Abbott. We'll have more on that here in a second. Also, one other thing, the Uvalde school shootings. Did mm. you see this? Oh, my gosh. This weekend? It's just unbelievable how every report gets exponentially worse. Doesn't it? Every time we've heard an update on this, it's like, wait, what? How did this happen? So what was your big takeaway? What was the shock out of this one? That there were almost 400 law enforcement officers and not one of them could say, look, I'm going in. You guys do what you want. You sit here if you want. If that's what they're telling us back at headquarters, go ahead. I'm going to go. I'm going to go save some kids and I'm going to get one of those. So here's it. I get a ballistic shield and and give me a, a an AR15 and I'm going to take this guy out. I mean 400 agents and not one of them could take on this 18-year-old kid. Unbelievable. It's really amazing yeah. to me. So the what I I learned from this one and you know we guessed it um <laughs> at the time no leadership. Nobody yeah. had any idea there were 400 agents as Pat said. They did nothing for an hour. Uh, it was most likely it was most likely over uh, within the first three minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. He fired, I think, 100 rounds in the first three minutes. Um, and so the, the cops weren't even there when the shooting was was going on. But when they arrived at the scene, 400. And I will say some cops did take things into their own hands to some degree. Some went out and they were breaking windows and they were just pulling kids out of their classrooms uh, via the windows. So, I mean, some mm-hmm. did actually go the extra mile. Um, but this was just catastrophic breakdown. All three doors to the school were unlocked. So they, yeah. you know, but you have to understand this is also a teeny, teeny, tiny town in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, we, we have to stop thinking this way that it could never happen in my town. Yeah, it could. And it most likely will if you don't take security uh, precautions. We'll have more on that here in a, a second uh, as well. At the top of the hour, I, I really want to get into something, and I would love to hear your opinion on it. There is this really ridiculous article that comes from Mediate, uh, and it talks about how Republican-controlled states, the voters there, say secession would make things better in their states than those who said it would not. Now, i got to read this whole article to you because it's so skewed and so ridiculous. It's not even an article. It's an opinion piece. Um, And they're trying to make the case that, uh, you know, Trump voters just want civil war. No, that's that's actually not what Mm. the poll asked. Would your state be better off? If you seceded, yeah, I think I think all of our states would be better off if we seceded, except for those who are in financial trouble. 
except for New York and California and New Jersey and all of those that had the free giveaways, those guys would be in real trouble. But if the government only protected us, which they're not doing, only protected us, I think things would be a lot better. If California was allowed to be California and Texas was allowed to be Texas and we could be as different as night and day, but the one thing we agreed on was the Bill of Rights, I'd take that in a heartbeat. And if you can't give me the Bill of Rights, well, then I think my state could secede and we could hold the Bill of Rights. I'm talking about secession without a civil war, which wouldn't happen. But I think absolutely states would be better off. Don't you think that California would think they'd be better off without Texas when when conservatives are in charge? Of course. This is why we have these problems in our country. We have these problems in our country because we were never, ever intended to force people to believe what we believe. That's not what this country is. We'll talk to you because I'd like to hear your your opinion uh, on this, on secession. Would we be better off if we weren't with each other anymore? Uh, we'll have that conversation coming up at the top of the hour. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's LifeLock. Right now, inflation is hitting everybody. That includes cyber criminals. Uh, oh, it's American Finance. Sorry about that. So uh, American Finance, I'm going to talk to you about inflation again. They are... Now talking at the federal level that the Fed is going to raise the interest rate another point. That is going to crush us on national debt. Um, and we're going to have all kinds of ramifications for that. It is also going to stop people from being able to get a loan. Um, and it will raise the price of your credit cards. You're probably paying 19 or 20% interest right now on your credit card. And if you have uh, if you have a balance that you just pay every month and you pay it down, you're paying almost all interest, if not all interest. You've got to get out of those high interest credit cards. I want you to call right now uh, American Financing. They are standing by. They've been in business 20 years. There's no obligation. There's no pressure. Just call them. Tell them your situation and see if they can't help you. Get into a much better financial situation, saving hundreds, if not a thousand dollars a month. 800-906-2440. 1-800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Back Program. West Virginia, Wanda Palmer. She has been clinging to life in her Ravenwood home next door to her mother's house. Uh, she suffered a major head trauma in 2020. Um, they didn't know exactly what happened to her. Nobody saw anything. There were no witnesses. Um, you know, Wednesday, she went out to mow her lawn and later she was found in a pool of blood uh, they say they ran up a hill real fast and told us and called police. The mom was there living next door, said, I have no idea what happened. 
She said, I never heard anything. The police said, we have no eyewitnesses. Nobody else was home. No surveillance, no cell phone. So she's been in a coma for two years, and they had no idea what had happened. Well, she just woke up. And when she woke up, the police were there. They were called immediately, and they said, uh, can you help us out? And she said, uh, yeah. Even though she has severe brain damage, she knew exactly who hit her over the head with a hatchet trying to kill her. It was her brother. Now the brother is going, he's in jail, possibly going to prison. But can you imagine those two years of her in the bed? They thought she was going to die. Him thinking the whole time as he's standing next to mom at her bedside, uh, please die, please die, please die. Mm. She didn't, thank God, and now he's in jail. Back in just a second. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, good ranchers. You know that our ranchers are in trouble, um, and we need to start looking uh, for ways to support our farmers. Um, we're, do you know that about a third of our meat comes from overseas? I mean, I was shocked to find out we are, not, no, we are no longer the world's breadbasket. We're no longer the one that feeds the world. Why? We have the capability. Most of it is red tape, and now it's this green nonsense of getting away from fertilizer and trying to get Americans to stop eating beef good ranchers is there they are somebody that will deliver it directly to your house at a great great price right now you'll get 30 dollars off your order plus free express shipping you can make gatherings at the table common again with good ranchers take advantage of this offer before it's gone go to goodranchers.com slash glenn start bringing people to the table and eating seriously delicious food from Good Ranchers, 100% American experience and beef. America and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. So Joe Biden is back from Saudi Arabia where oh my gosh they just loved him. He wasn't successful at all. Uh, didn't get a drop of oil uh, from the Saudis but as I explained last week why would the Saudis do this? We are leading the charge to put oil out of business. If Saudi Arabia doesn't have oil can you even imagine the revolutions that will happen in the Middle East? 
By the way, this is why farmers are out in droves in Spain, in Italy, in Germany, in the Netherlands. They're all protesting the fact that their governments are saying you can't use fertilizer, nitrogen-based fertilizer. 30% of the world's crops are solely because of nitrogen-based fertilizer. Well, how are we going to grow enough food? And how dare the people who love to make red tape tell farmers how they're supposed to grow food with growing food shortages right around the corner. The world has gone mad, but we have some additional madness that happened in Indiana at a shopping mall over the weekend, and a good guy shows up. We'll start there in 60 seconds. In almost all cases, the secret to success in buying or selling a home is having the right real estate agent. It's just not as simple as having somebody who knows how to find a good home uh, that's in your budget. You have to find somebody who knows how to negotiate. Uh, And by the way, you can probably negotiate a very good price on a house right now. Um, These are important steps. The negotiation, the paperwork, listening to you knowing the community these are the agents that we represent at realestateagentsitrust.com the agents that take their jobs seriously know the best practices and elevate your real estate experience to the next level realestateagentsitrust.com the name says it all but don't take my word for it check them out yourself a free service to you realestateagentsitrust.com So, uh, by the way, Pat Gray joins us from Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, filling in for Stu this week. Four people were killed and two were wounded in a mass shooting in a shopping mall just south of Indianapolis. That's Sunday, yesterday. It ended with only four. The guy had several hundred uh, bullets and was ready to fire them. He went into a food court in the the, uh, Greenwood Park Mall in Greenwood, Indiana. It's about six o'clock. Uh, police get a call. There's an active shooter. Um, people started to tweet uh, and send messages and call for help. Uh, sounds of gunshot. It was happening right at the food court. A guy walks in uh, and um, he takes out a rifle and several magazines of ammunition, and begins firing at the people. Um, There were two wounded, 12-year-old girl with a minor injury. Police said that she and other wounded individuals are transported to the hospital in a stable condition. Um, He fired 30 shots. He killed three. Um, And before he could do anything else, There was a guy in the mall, not a cop, not anything, just a guy with a gun. And uh, he shot him and killed him. Four dead, including the shooter. And they say that people with guns don't help. See, this this is something that we have been convinced by a really bad president, a progressive, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter is the, is the reason 
our cops and fire department are called first responders. It, it was never like that. You were the first responder. You, in fact, in some places where um, in our founding era, in our founding era, if you walked into a town and you didn't have a gun, you were issued a gun. And you were issued a gun because it was everyone's responsibility to keep the peace. If you were a homeowner and you had a gun, somebody broke into your house, did something, leaves, goes to the next house. If you hadn't tried to stop that person and use your gun and hunted that guy down, you would be held responsible for the next house that he robbed. Because we knew the people who are actually experiencing it are the, the closest to the problem. And if they act, they can actually stop others. But now, after Jimmy Carter, we are told, wait for the first responders. That's ridiculous. That is the, that's the reason. This, this is the underlying reason, I think, that is... Uh, it has infected America and is killing us. You're not smart enough to be involved with your child's education. Leave it to the experts, okay? They're the first responders. They're the first teachers, not you. No, excuse me. I am my child's teacher. The teachers at school assist me while I'm at work. That's the way it it always was and needs to be again. But that requires all of us to take responsibility. You know, I had a death threat. My first real death threat came from uh, a Palestinian supporter. Um, and I was talking about Israel. and And I was talking about you know, some of the things that were happening um, with Palestinians um, and Jews. And this guy calls up and he talks to my producer and um, he says, Glenn Beck is lying about Palestinians. We're good people. And um, he, he says uh, that we're, you know, we're all bad, none of which I said. Um, and uh, he keeps saying that, you know, we behead people and, He's got to stop saying it, and if he doesn't stop saying it, I'll behead him myself. The producer was uh, sharp enough. It was Stu. Put him on hold, called the FBI or the police. Police called the FBI, but I had to protect my family. And uh, that night, they said, go home and uh, close all the drapes, and uh, you have a gun. And I said, no, I don't own a gun. And I didn't own a gun because I didn't think I was responsible enough to own a gun. I hadn't done any training or anything else, and I thought, I'll just get myself shot. You know, I'll probably end up shooting myself doing something stupid because I didn't know anything at all about guns. And uh, the FBI said, uh, if you can't get out tonight, and it was very late, uh, I need to do the show from another state and never tell anybody and you could be on the road for at least a month before this blows over. <clears throat> so my wife and I talked a lot. We were like, okay, this is what our life is going to be like, huh? 
And neither of us wanted to get a gun. And so we got a dog instead. That was the next best option. But then I trained myself, and I went through training, and I fire my gun an awful lot. The thing that is making it uh, hard for me to help others and will put me in a situation to where I don't feel comfortable with my gun is the cost of the ammunition, which this administration is intentionally driving up. That only hurts law-abiding citizens, not because you go broke from ammunition. It's because you can't fire ammunition like we used to fire ammunition. I didn't even think about bullets. Now every time I fire at a range, every time I fire that gun, I think about what it's costing in ammunition and how hard it is to get replacement. So I don't want to shoot it all the time. That's extraordinarily dangerous, especially in a world that doesn't manage itself. Remember, we are a society that uh, our system of government is, the founders said, wholly inadequate for a, a group of people that are not religious and moral. I don't think you have to be religious, but I do think you have to believe in some sort of higher power, something that regulates you. You know, that's that, this was the argument between Thomas Paine and Ben Franklin. Um, Thomas Paine didn't believe in the Trinity. He didn't believe in church. He believed in God. He just didn't believe in religion, and he didn't believe in, you know, three in one. And so he came out, and when he wrote um, his book that many atheists claim that he is an atheist because of this book, that's what the founders said, too. And Ben Franklin was like his dad. And he wrote to Ben Franklin and said, you know, I'm getting all kinds of heat for this. And Ben Franklin chewed him out and said, of course you are. How dare you? How dare you dismiss religion? It may not be good for you, but the only reason we have America today is because of good religious people that interpreted the Bible the way it's supposed to be interpreted. They are that you're benefiting from all of those people who self-regulate. So it's easy for you now to say, oh, well, we don't need religion. What happens when religion is gone and God is dead? We're beginning to see what's, what happens. People don't self-regulate. They do whatever they want. They're being told there's really no reason for your existence. You don't count. You'll never get past, you know, your obstacles because they're all because of things that happened long ago. And it's these people who have caused these problems, even though they didn't do it themselves. It's their relatives that did it long ago. Of course, we're going to have shootings. And so who's going to stop them? The police? As we found out in Uvalde, 400 officers were there. Lack of leadership. Now, I, I know that some 
um, went in and were rescuing kids by breaking the windows and just pulling them out of the classes. But none of them actually went to the door and just took matters into their own hands. They were all waiting for someone else. America, stop waiting. Stop waiting for someone else. By the way, another story. 26-year-old man allegedly held a knife to a gas station clerk's neck in St. Charles, Missouri. This happened on Saturday. So this guy comes in, and he takes out a knife, and he announces a robbery. Then he puts the knife to the clerk's throat and demands money from the cash register. At one point during the incident, a customer who had just left the store was walking by, and he looks in as he gets into his car. He looks in, and he sees this guy with a knife up against uh, this clerk's throat. And he was dragging the clerk, and she was screaming. So he goes into his glove box, and he grabs his gun. And uh, he confronted the guy who had the knife. And the suspect then, uh, he was holding a backpack in his outstretched arms, and he said, I've got something for you. Don't know what that meant, but he didn't know that the guy had a gun. He shot him in the throat and killed him. End of story. Why don't we celebrate these people? Why aren't these the people that we're hearing about instead of just the bad guys and then they leave out the part of how it was solved? Because those people who have power don't want you to recognize the power that you already have. They need you to be beholden to them. They need you to need them. Don't. You are the master of your own destiny. Back in just a second. Joy wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, Relief Factor is absolutely great. I'm able to sleep all through the night pain-free. Relief Factor is everything you said it was. I have, a, I have severe neuropathy. I've had it for years. And my hip was broken. Uh, but I feel like a new woman now, and I'm enjoying the freedom that I have experienced because I don't have pain. Thank you, and thanks to my son for getting this fantastic relief for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Joy, it makes me thrilled to hear that you're um, living without pain now. It is, it is something that just beats you down to where you think, I'm, this is the way I'm going to live the rest of my life, and it's miserable, and you start to lose hope. Don't lose hope. 70% of the people who just try Relief Factor for their three-week quick start go on to order more month after month. I read these every single day. It's not hard to find people who have tried Relief Factor and have amazing stories. Please, just try this. $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com relieffactor.com 800-4-RELIEF relieffactor.com 10 seconds station ID
So did you see the Minnesota uh, protest that, that broke out? A black guy was uh, shot by police, and immediately they say the police were the bad guys. And, uh, uh, and so there's, you know, the same kind of thing that was starting with George Floyd. However, this was different. He was, um, he was uh, caught on video outside of an apartment complex um, where uh, he took some hostages um and uh and killed a 20 year old and sunberg is this neighbor and she comes uh to the rally cuz they're they're all saying he's a great guy and the police are really bad and uh she comes uh to the rally and she said excuse me i'm a black woman <coughs> and i have black children and as a woman of color, I would have lost my life if this guy wasn't killed. My children could have died. She said, would you say he's a bad guy then? Because I was in my home, minding my own business, and he starts shooting, and he shoots through my wall. It just narrowly misses my children and me. And I'm really sick and tired. I'm watching television and I'm seeing you all say he was a good guy. I was there. I wasn't even a target. And yet me and my kids could have been killed. Enough with this nonsense. Didn't see that in the news, did you? Nope. Not a peep. And what a brave thing to do to go against the flow like that because nobody does. Nobody says anything. Nobody speaks well, she up. She could like get this. away with it because she, she could get away with it though because she's black. Yeah. And so, what are you going to say? You know. By the way, I saw that um, uh, there's a new report out on the number of Hispanics that are changing over to become GOP or you know declaring their conservative values. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're starting. The left is starting now to say. You know, basically that they're Uncle Tom's. They're selling out their own people. And I thought, well, Uncle Tom doesn't work for Hispanics. <laughs> right. What are they going to call? I mean, the only one that I know that 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 sold his own people out was Cesar Chavez. So is that what they're going to start calling people who are conservative? <laughs> they're going to start calling him like a Cesar Chavez because he's against his own people and... Since they worship at the altar of Caesar Chavez, I doubt it. I, I don't. Yeah, I know. Think they'd bring that up. Uh, I know. Have you seen Bill? Have you seen Bill Burr's special yet? I have not. You probably probably won't. It is. It would be. Uh, my gosh. It 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 would be probably a ten minute special. Uh, out of an hour and a half, if you would take out all the swearing. Um. <laughs> Uh, he he uses it like a surgeon, man. He is just, it's a scalpel. Um, he is so funny, so funny. Um, but, you know, he he, uh, he was talking about this stuff uh, in the special. And if you haven't seen it, you can handle the, the language. Uh, you should watch the Bill Burr special. Uh, is that on Netflix? I think the guy, uh, it's on Netflix. I yeah. think he's... Well, he doesn't agree with me, I'm sure. Um, I don't think he's a conservative. 
but he's not a progressive. Um, he's just, whoa, he's just an American. And maybe it's time we all just start talking common sense again and forget the party. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, when it comes to paying down debt, you have to pay it down later, and credit cards are an awfully slippery slope. Most of them have a variable rate, which you're going to feel even more when the Fed increases rates throughout the year. They're saying at the end of this month, I think Thursday, they meet again. See, either Thursday this week or next week, but they're meeting again, and uh, they're talking about raising the interest rates by a point. So your interest rates, whatever you're paying, you're probably paying 20% on your credit cards right now. They're going to, the banks are going to raise that, and they can raise that as things in the economy get worse and worse, and you're never going to be able to get out from underneath that balance. Please, you have to start paying more, and the way to do that is to use a consolidation loan from American Financing. Just call them and see if they can help you so you're not in this vice just squeezing the lifeblood out of you. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. Don't forget to use the promo code GLEN to get $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're, we're glad you're here. Pat, I'm up in uh, Idaho, and it was in the high 90s yesterday. What was it in Texas, and what are you expecting this week? So 173 yesterday. Uh, <laughs> and I think we're going to be in the low 200s. But it's, it's actually, uh, yeah. it was, uh, I think, 107 yesterday. It is predicted to be 109 today, 109 tomorrow. I think we cool off all the way to 102 the next day, but it's over 100 every day for every day for at least a week. Still, oh yeah. Now this has been an exceptionally hot summer. Yeah, exceptionally Mm -hmm. hot summer in Texas. But Texas, at least for a week every year, has that kind of uh, temperature, and it it feels all of 109. Uh, It's You know, you put a touch of humidity in there, and oh, it's delightful. It's delightful. That's a great word Uh, for it. So I think this is is something that everybody in America needs to hear. A statement just came out on the dashboard of all Teslas that are owned in Texas. Tesla is asking all Texas-based customers to avoid charging their electric vehicles during certain times of the day, as the Lone Star State is currently experiencing a massive heat wave that is straining the electrical power grid. Um, hmm. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so they, they recommend that you don't charge your car in the daytime because, but I thought Tesla's just were clean energy and it, I mean, right. Who, where's the energy? I thought it came from mm. the magic wall socket. Yeah, and that's uh, powered by fairy dust, I think. Isn't it? Isn't fairy Is dust it? what goes Is through it? the wall? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think too many people in Texas are trying to power the state with fairy dust. They're using wind power, <laughs> but because of 
the heat and everything else, the no wind. wind turbines are not producing. Yeah, they're not producing the wind. Yeah. And let me tell you something. As somebody who lives off the grid, uh, I have solar. I have some uh, natural gas, uh, you know, little diesel um, that I try to use, you know, only when in an emergency. After 10 years and hundreds of thousands of dollars to get it right, I pretty much rely on the sun. But we also have wind power because there are times, you know, in the winter where it's cloudy for weeks. Wind power is useless. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. useless. I, I don't know why anyone thinks that that is an answer. The sun is dependable except when the clouds uh, come in. But at least it's much more dependable. Wind is ridiculously stupid. Yeah, and we've got all those uh, West Texas turbines that go for miles and miles and miles. And, you know, Texas, Texas is, I think, the leader in wind energy. But a lot of times those turbines don't spin, as you just Aren't mentioned. Them. There's no wind. No. And... No. They're in West Texas, and the population centers are in East Texas. You got Dallas, you got Houston, and you got to power all of these cities clear from West. It it's difficult to get all that power here. By the time it gets here, you, you got very little, and so it's just completely inefficient. It's just it it's not so I, going to replace the electricity we now have. I just want to remind people that. Um, Rolling blackouts, that is something in the past that is also something that you see in emerging countries or third mm-hmm. world countries, not in America, and certainly not in Texas. We're not California. We have all of the resources that we need to be able to have the power that we need. It is the only one that is not on a centralized grid. Texas is on its own electrical grid. We don't sell energy to anybody else. We don't ask for energy from anybody else. We're on our own grid, and it's never been a problem. In fact, it's been something that we've heralded for a long time. That's why our energy is so dependable. Uh, but now we're going back. And the reason why mm-hmm. we're going back is they put so much money in wind power and they're turning other plants down. And that wind power is not dependable. Why, as Americans, are we allowing this? Why? Doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any. And we also have the largest nuclear power plant in the country here, uh, the South Texas power plant, which is, you know, nu- nuclear energy. If we could build more nuclear plants you could power this country forever i i know i would be all in on the green thing i'd be all in if we built nuclear power plants and Mm -hmm. we took cars and made them hydrogen powered because you can make the hydrogen in all of the off hours of a nuclear power plant you everybody goes to bed the power plant keeps making energy but they use that energy to make hydrogen it is so unbelievably simple. Hydrogen mm-hmm. and nuclear power, both of them 100% clean for the environment. And if you were going to talk common sense, I'd do it. 
Like, yeah. This is ridiculous. Well, it just goes to show that they're, that's not really their goal. Sustainable energy is not really the goal for them. No. Their goal no, 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 is to no. bring America down to everybody else's level and w- w- make us a third world Correct. nation. Then we've got equality. Or and equity. it is, it's so anti-human, Pat. It is so anti-human. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, these same people who think there are too many people that live on the planet that will, you know, we're all going to run out of food and whatever. We're going to run out of food and energy and medicine because of them. Yeah. Not, not because the earth doesn't have it, not because of anything other than the red tape from these people that doesn't make any sense. You mm-hmm. don't do this if you actually care about people. This is why I find this interesting. This is from Mediate, and I want to read this story to you because it is so skewed uh, that it is just crazy that it's being called a news story. More Trump voters living in Republican-controlled states say secession would make things better in their states than those who said it would not, according to a new poll. Respondents to a Yahoo News YouGov poll, which is not really a poll, uh, were asked, do you think your state would be better or worse off if it left the United States to become an independent country? Among all respondents, more than twice as many say they'd be worse off as those who said they would be better off. 43% worse off, 18% better off. While 15% said things would be about the same, another 24% said, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. So they broke this poll down at Mediate, and they found that people who voted for Donald Trump, which was, Mm -hmm. you know, 80 million people, uh, Donald Trump voters say they are more likely, uh, they are more likely to say that they'd be personally better off rather than worse off if their state seceded from the U.S. and became an independent country. It's a striking rejection of national unity that dramatizes the growing culture war between Democrat and Republican-controlled states on core issues such as guns, abortions, and democracy itself. And an even larger share of red state Trump voters say their state as a whole would be better off, 35%, rather than worse off, 30%, if it left the U.S., the survey was conducted between July 8th and 11th comes a series of hardline conservative decisions by the Supreme Court, coupled with continued gridlock on Capitol Hill. This is what has shifted America's center of political gravity back to the states where the parties in power are increasingly filling the federal void with far-reaching reforms of their own. Given the attention surrounded surrounding the blockbuster January 6th hearings into the Trump-fueled attack on the Capitol. I guess the numbers could have been worse. (laughs) Okay, let me ask Mm. you an honest question, and I'm not talking about civil war. I'm talking about something that would never happen. Um, this, This poll did not say civil war. What it said was, would your state be better off or worse off? And I could make a case for both. You wouldn't have national defense. You'd have to, you'd have to defend yourself. That um, this is accepting the idea that we all still got along, and your state wasn't boycotted because uh, you broke away, which is exactly what the progressives would do. Um, this is just this utopian view of, hey, 
The president gets up tomorrow and says, no harm, no foul. Um, We'll still trade with each other and we'll live next door to each other. But if you want to leave the union, you can leave the union. Again, never happened. But if it was if it was okay to leave the union, it wasn't going to cause civil war and backlash of everything else. Would your state be better off? I can tell you California, New York, New Jersey, um, Illinois, any of the states that are uh, depending on my tax dollars in, in Texas or those who have tax dollars in Wyoming and whatever, all of, all of those people, they'd be better off. But the states that are, that are getting our tax dollars, they'd be much worse off. Because their policies don't work. And the only way they can afford it is to bleed all of the other people in the other 49 states dry. And to me, you know, I think, I think Texas would, I think most Texans would absolutely secede under those circumstances. But that's not a rejection yeah. of the United States or our Constitution. It's a rejection of, of Biden and Democrats in general who become Marxists and their Marxist policies. And what they've done to the United States of America in the last few years and what they've done to us in the last, you know, between Obama and Biden and Clinton, they've hurt us fundamentally for a long time. If if the alternative was, hey, can we go back to the Constitution and live the Constitution in the United States of America? I, I think most everybody would want to be a part of that. Oh, I think so. Because we wouldn't secede from the Constitution. Right. You know, they have. Yes. They have. Yep. Um, and so they've already seceded from that horrible, dusty document that's nothing but a race, racist manifesto. That's their opinion of it. Mm-hmm. Our opinion of it is that it is the best Constitution and the best mission statement with the Declaration of Independence ever, ever created. Most constitutions last 17 years. 17 years is the average length of the duration in the world today of a constitution. We've had one since 1791. I don't know. I think it's pretty good. We've strayed from it, and that's the problem. Yeah. I, I think yep. that most states, I have no problem if California wants to live like California, New York wants to live like New York. Just don't force me to do it. And, you know, when Trump was in office, that's what California was saying. I don't have a problem with that. Just don't. I maybe we should secede. Don't make this into a a, into a right wing conspiracy thing. Californians, liberals were saying it under Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. The reason why the federal government was never intended to make all of our decisions for us, it should be left to the states. LifeLock is our sponsor this half hour. Right now, inflation is hitting everybody, and that includes the cyber criminals. Oh, these poor people. I mean, they have to pay through the gas station and the grocery store, you know, and they need your dollars to do it. I mean, why are you so mean and trying to stop them? Why? All they want is just your name, your reputation, and a few of your dollars, and you're going to sick LifeLock on them? Oh, my gosh. Is there no... May I quote 
the guy who did the Hindenburg broadcast. Oh, the humanity. (sighs) Well, if you're a hater of people, people who just think differently about your money, what you call your money, they just say it's collective money and they should have some of it. If you want to sick, you know, some big dogs on them to make sure that uh, they're caught if they if they uh, take your money and uh, that you're protected so you can keep all of your money, go ahead, hire a life lock. I mean, they can't stop everything, thank goodness. So a few people are allowed to eat and feed their family. Uh, but um, they're the best in the business at stopping cybercrime. And they're also... Uh, the best in the business at fixing it. They have a they have a whole team that is put together to restore your identity and fix any of the problems. Join now, save up to twenty five percent off your first year with promo code Beck. Call one eight hundred LifeLock. That's eight hundred LifeLock, or head to LifeLock dot com. Use the promo code Beck. Save twenty five percent. LifeLock dot com. Promo code Beck. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. Eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. So I think the big news that everybody is talking about is uh, Jennifer Lopez married Ben Affleck. Um, and I don't know, I don't know who uh, got the worst deal uh, on that. I mean, which, which one? <laughs> it looks like a deal where no one wins, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, turns out love is patient, you know. Uh, Jennifer Lopez just wrote, we did it. Love is beautiful. Love is kind. Love is patient. 20 years we waited. Uh, and they finally made it to the chapel in Las Vegas over the weekend. Mm. Wow. And, uh, wow. God hitched. And it is, mm. I mean, it's just the, it's an old fashioned love oh, yeah. story. You uh, know? Obviously a forever uh, love going on here. They'll, oh, they'll I, be together forever. No, no, no. I, Forever, yeah. Ben Affleck and oh. G- and Jennifer Lopez you, and Jennifer Lopez. That's totally catches, forever. Real catches both. Yeah, both <laughs> both sides. Uh, what a marriage made in heaven, and we wish them all the best. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I hope I hope neither of them said we need a prenup because don't don't plan the ending at the beginning. You know, this is the Glenn Beck program. You know, there's one party that claims over and over and over again that they love people, they love the children, uh, they love women, and anybody who disagrees with them, just bigoted, horrific, 
child abusers that hate women. Uh, But the facts say differently. Let's talk about the border situation. According to Amnesty International, 60% of the women and girls who make the trek to the U.S.-Mexico border are raped as they come over the border. They are raped by the cartel. As Senator Ron Johnson said, how do you think young women pay their five, six, seven, eight thousand dollar human trafficking fee? I think we all know there are rape trees now in America. Rape trees where the attackers take the women and rape them and then put their undergarments on the tree like a trophy. So many rapes are being um, attributed now to illegal aliens. Are they all rapists? Well, no, of course not. They're not all rapists. But we don't seem to care about it. We don't seem to be doing anything about it. I go back to that 10-year-old girl that had to have an abortion that the president used in a despicable way. This story gets worse. I'll give you the update in 60 seconds. So retirement. Retirement is, uh, you know, it's the only word that uh, there is no replacement for in Hebrew. There is nothing in Hebrew, God's language, retirement. We're meant to work uh, our whole lives, I think. But it's been very nice to have retirement, especially for our parents and our grandparents. And, you know, I dream about retirement, although I think I'd be miserable on it. Um, retirement is is uh, is disappearing for a lot of people right now because of what's happening with their 401ks and what's happening to the stock market. Also, what's happening with inflation. We're now at 9.1% inflation rate. Gold and silver can be a great conservative way to keep what you've worked so hard to earn and save to keep what's yours, yours. The prices have recently pulled back a little, but the market experts still see huge upward moves on the horizon. Hedge fund manager uh, Seth Klarman just revised his gold target up to $2,500 an ounce in the next 12 months. Please do your own homework and find out if gold or silver is right for you. Find out today how to receive 6% in free promotional medals when starting a new IRA or adding to an existing account. 6% adds up quickly. So don't sleep on that amount. Gold or silver, find out now. Get the best deal you can at goldline.com. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. So there was a uh, story out this weekend. Where was it? I may have thrown it away. Uh, There was a story out this weekend about all of these people in conservative media that uh, that just didn't buy the story of the little girl in Ohio, uh, 10 years old, that had to go across state lines. And they were asking questions about it. So somebody on the left actually took the time to go through all of the shows i mean conservatives that i've never even heard of all of the podcasts all the shows and everything else just to compile a list of those people that said that it never happened well uh i never said it didn't happen i said it doesn't make any sense 
Megan Fox is an investigative journalist. She is the author of Believe Evidence, and she works at PJ Media. And she was one of them that said it didn't make sense. Uh, She didn't say that this child doesn't exist. She said, if this child exists, why don't other things exist? For instance, a police report for the rape of a 10-year-old. Megan Fox did all the hard work. Uh, and uh, she's here to tell us an update. Hi, Megan. How are you? Good, Glenn. How are you? I read that article, by the way. It was hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. I mean, (laughs) look at how long they had to spend. How much time did they spend doing that? My gosh. And when they come up with quotes from me, it's like, yeah, well, I, I still stand by that question. I still stand by it. I stand by every question that I ask. We, the American public yeah. deserves to have reporting that is not based on one single source and that is corroborated and backed yes. up by facts. Without digging into what we did, we would, now, we would not know, and I agree with Ann Coulter, who says there's no way they would have reported that an illegal alien raped this little girl. Well, now we know that and we no. continue digging, which is what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, there are so many stories, Megan, that just you, you read them and you're like, something's not right here. And I don't know what it is. I mean, the story could have been that she didn't exist. The story could have been uh, that the rape was made up because there's no police uh, filing. Story could have been a million different things. But we read these stories every day and you're like, something's missing here. This doesn't make sense the way it is. And nobody's doing follow-up work to find out what that is. Thank God for you. So tell me the update on... What has happened? We found out last, what was it, Thursday or Wednesday, that this girl does exist. She was raped. She didn't need to go across state lines, but there was some confusion on that. Um, And uh, she was raped, and the police knew about the rape on January 2nd, but didn't do anything about it until, when was it? June June 22nd. June 22nd. July 6th, yes. he told them the identity. July 12th, they arrested the guy the day after the Fox okay. News blitz. Um, here's, here's the update. Uh, we also learned on Thursday, because Telemundo is doing amazing investigative work. Telemundo is, like the, is all over it. They found the mother. They interviewed mm. neighbors. They corroborated that this is the mother of the child. She has other children in the home. Uh, the mother is, is denying the police narrative. The police... Uh, testified under oath in court on Wednesday that the report was made by the mother. The mother told Telemundo on Thursday she did not make a report and she doesn't believe that Gerson Fuentes, her boyfriend, is responsible for this rape. The mother is also pregnant with Gerson uh, Fuentes' next child. Um, and she is, so she's denying this. The big question I have after seeing that was, oh my God, did Franklin County DCS take custody of these children? Because this mother Thank you. did not believe that this, that this happened. So, uh, okay, so, on Thursday, the same day that came out, Glenn, I sent a FOIA request to Franklin County DCS just asking them to confirm, did you take custody of the children in this home on June 22nd when you got this report, or didn't you? I was told that day on uh, July 14th, we are on July 15th, the very next day, they responded the next day. They said, uh, we're forwarding your request to our legal department. 
I followed up on the 16th. Has anybody responded? No. I called this morning. I just got off the phone with legal before coming on with you. They said, oh, we didn't get your request. I said, okay, fine. You don't get my, here, tell me now, is, are the children in the custody of the state? And I got the longest pause you ever heard. And then the response was, I don't have any information on that. And I will oh get it to you as soon as I can. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, so help me out on this. Because, honestly, um, one of my producers, uh, Tiffany Siegel, she was a great producer, worked with me for a long time. Such a good mom. Um, I don't remember what happened, but it was perfectly logical. And, you know, no charges were ever, ever even nobody even thought about her not being a great mom. Her, I think her son broke her, his arm or something, had to go to the hospital. Um, and they were asking questions, you know, uh, what about mom? Were you there? No, the nanny was there. I was at work. Um, and DPS had to come in and, uh, almost took her child, but had to meet with her once a week for I don't know how many months to make sure that everything was good. And she was distraught like crazy having somebody question her and her then feeling like maybe I'm not a good mom. They take kids away from people in a heartbeat. This man, for nothing, this man uh, allegedly she was pregnant was sleeping with the mother she's pregnant why wouldn't they take this child what why no, why wouldn't they make, make sure that the children are safe it doesn't no make sense. sense glenn i i spoke to two sane nurses from different states those are sexual abuse nurses uh, who are experts in this field they two of them both told me there is no way that a pregnant 10 year old leaves the hospital in the care of the people who brought her there uh, as soon as that report is known, as soon as someone does a pregnancy test on a 10-year-old, that child is going into the custody of the state. That is the protocol. Now, I looked up Ohio's sexual abuse right. protocols, and it, it appears to corroborate what the same nurses are telling me. I also spoke to a 38-year um, veteran of a homicide police force in, in Florida who contacted me to say, this story doesn't add up and I want to talk to you. So I, I talked to him this morning, and he said, the probable cause for this is off the charts to arrest this man immediately. There was no need to wait six days after the child says, you know, he hears the guy. And he also said if DCS was involved in the beginning, um, again, they could have taken the children immediately. And, and we don't know if they did or not because they're not talking again. Glenn, this is what caused the whole problem in the first place is authorities not talking to press when they are asked specifically, DCS in Franklin County has had three days last week and all weekend to come up with a statement for the public. I asked the legal department just now on the phone, do you have a statement for the public about the safety of these children? Her response was, no, I have no comment. We will try to answer your questions as soon as possible. What are they waiting for? Why would they even take your phone call uh, and, uh, I mean, they had to know what you were calling about. They had to have known. Um, so, so th- I just want to make sure I have this part of the story right. He confessed to the rape, did he not? Well, that's the police. That's what they said. 
Okay. So, uh, according to the police, he confesses, and they send everybody home back to the same house with the mom denying it. No, wait. He didn't confess until they picked him up and arrested him. That's on the 12th. Okay. She told the police on the 6th that he did it, but they didn't arrest him or even question him until the 12th after the Fox News thing, after all the public pressure. Why? The question is why? What happened in those six days? I want to know. And I think the public deserves to know. What, is the, what are the Columbus police doing and why did they do it? And when did they know? Uh, you know, it, it appears they knew on July 6th, according to court documents, that this was the guy. They didn't need so uh, what, DNA so, to pick him up. Megan, I can't think of anything. I, I mean, I can't even think that it's incompetence. It involves too many people for incompetence. What do you think is happening here? How, how do you? I don't how know. They explain I, this. Glenn, I have covered. I have covered child services for the last ten years. CPS outrages. Okay, I have never ever discount incompetence where these people are concerned kids fall through the cracks all the time and some child services agencies are used as weapons against parents who have done nothing for no reason i covered a story about adam louder in in new mexico who lost his children for 11 months on one vindictive teacher who was retaliating against him for complaining about her, she made up fantastical sexual abuse claims that she said his four-year-old said. It never happened. There was no evidence, and he lost his children and his career for 11 months. This case, we have all the evidence. A pregnant 10-year-old is evidence. That's probable cause. Uh, There is no reason why the county shouldn't have acted quickly, and maybe they did, but why didn't they why aren't they telling us? Why don't they have a statement prepared? How come Columbus police don't have a statement prepared? The other thing that the 38-year veteran of the homicide force that I talked to today said was the way they're dealing with the media is so highly unusual. All police departments know you get out in front of these things when you have something go national. You get out there, you hold a press conference, you tell people, here's what we, here's what we can tell you. We can't tell you these other things, but we can tell you what we did. Uh, at least in uh, we, so that we assure the public that we are doing do we, our job real quick. And I have to take a break. Um, is mom here legally or illegally? That has not been confirmed uh, that I know of. Telemundo has not confirmed what her status is. Um, I did find out though, from the police expert I talked to that immigration status should not affect how protocols are put into place. Uh, oh, no, so no, no. They should be tr- oh, I know. Should be treated the same. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm just wondering, um, I'm just wondering if this is the reason why, I know it's supposed to happen for anybody. It's supposed to happen this way, but I'm wondering if that's why um, at least the media is being handled the way they're, they're handling you and others. Megan, thank you so much. Please uh, fill us in on anything else that comes up. We'd love to talk to you day to day to find out and keep following this story because uh, something will, is Thanks really wrong much. in Ohio. Thank you. Bye bye. Megan Fox from PJ Media. All right, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It's the Tuttle Twins books. 
you know and I know our freedoms are under attack. And socialists have been winning for a long time because we haven't been paying attention. And there is absolutely no way for our republic to survive, our way of life to survive, without knowing our history. Our history is being erased in real time. It is so critical that our children are raised, they're raised on the truth and they understand why our country is remarkable, our actual history, why our form of government is inspired and has inspired the entire world. Those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Uh, and we don't know history. So please, there's a new 240-page fully illustrated book from the Tuttle Twins, and it is inspiring. It, your kids will love it. It's not about dates and names and memorizing the you know the why was the war of 1812 uh, fought we don't know that when was the war of 1812 fought that's what you're told you don't know why the war of 1812 even happened this book cures this and it is a great book from the tuttle twins find it at tuttletwinsbeck.com they're having a america history book launch this week you can get a preview of a free sample chapter so you can see for yourself why it's needed and how good it is and why it's crucial in the here and now. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Please get this for your family now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. What is up with this story, Pat? Do you have any any theory, any thought? What's up? Why is this happening? I, I, I imagine the illegal status or the status of their citizenship has something to do with it. Uh, and I, it's, it's there's different sets of rules for illegal aliens than there are for American citizens. We've seen that time after time after no, time. There's- not with not with rape and things like this you know the problem is is in south america in south america and in mexico it is not necessarily frowned upon for an older guy to marry a young girl um the culture is is backward in in our perspective i mean i want to be respectful because all cultures oh, sure, are, are equally valid. as great yeah um yeah but this is not unusual in a uh latino south american uh country 27 not part a 27 year old man and a nine-year-old girl not with a that, 10 no no yeah no, no, no. not that not that but a but a 27 year old with a 14 year old right 15 right. that's but this, right. I mean, this even defies the logic of this oh, South yeah. American cultures, because uh, this is just yeah. plain and sick. The, and that I'm not saying that, yeah, and the culture is not raping and, right. and everything else. That's right. not the culture. Um, it's just that it's it's like Jerry Lee Lewis, yeah. you know, yeah. when he married his cousin who was like 16 and, and he thought that was normal. Uh, so there's a huge cultural difference here. And I find it fascinating that Telemundo 
is the one that mm -hmm. is actually working with Megan, the only two that are working this story, to get to the bottom of it. American press, they don't seem to care. They don't seem to care. And maybe because it is a cultural thing. At least that maybe that's the way mom sees it, but mm. not the way most Hispanics will see it, and not the way most people will see it. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Time we fight back against what the woke mob has planned for this country. We fight with our votes. We fight with our ideas. We fight with our dollars. We have never been a group of people that fought with our dollars. That's the left. Cancel culture. I don't like it. I like going for people who, um, you know, are decent, uh, make a great product, and sell it at a great price. I, I like the market working. Um, however, I can't take these woke companies anymore because they despise us, and they are working against us. It's not like what just what they believe. It's what they do. Verizon is a phone company that is spending all kinds of money helping Planned Parenthood. No, thank you. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative phone provider, and they are on the front lines fighting. Plus, they have exceptional service. They're on the same cell towers as everybody else. They have uh, plans to fit any budget, a 100% U.S.-based customer support team, excellent personal service. Switch now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcasts. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you missed any of the podcast today, you got to go back and listen to it. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and uh, make sure you rate and review. It helps other people discover the show, so you can do that wherever you get your podcast. Today, we started with uh, the the Bastille uh, uh, celebration that happened at the French Embassy, and uh, we sent uh, two guys in in dresses, uh, and that was uh, so that was exciting. We talked about that. We also talked about the idea of a good Samaritan. Um, the press, Good Samaritan, is actually trending right now on Twitter um, because so many people on the left say that a Good Samaritan wouldn't shoot someone. This is in reference to the mall shooting that was happening yesterday. The guy shot about 20 rounds, uh, and somebody in the food court at this mall had a gun, pulled it out, and shot and killed him before he killed more. So four dead, including him, total. Well, he was called a good Samaritan. No, say those Bible thumpers on the left. That's not a good Samaritan. A good Samaritan would never kill someone. Um, so I wanted to reach out, because maybe I misunderstood the whole idea of the good Samaritan. Um, uh, Todd Wagner is the former pastor of the Watermark Community Church, uh, he is, I think, I, I've called him once uh, America's pastor. He is cut from the same cloth as those founding pastors. Um, he doesn't just leave the Bible out there to hang. He actually shows you how it relates to today's world and, and our lives. 
You can follow him on Twitter at Words from Wags. Todd, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Glenn, Glenn, it is great to hear your voice, and uh, I really appreciate your desire to help people reflect on and think about what a good Samaritan is and have this conversation. Yeah, okay. So, so Todd, uh, a good Samaritan, for those who don't know, tell the story quickly, and then let's get into would this Samaritan kill somebody if they were if their lives were threatened okay well uh let's let's walk through this real quick so the story comes in luke chapter 10 if you have a bible i'd encourage you to go read it and it actually comes right after jesus having some interactions that are frankly pretty awkward with uh leaders in his society and it, it the, the premise of the story of the good samaritan was uh, somebody who was trying to kind of bring peace to chaos and controversy based on some things that Jesus was saying, just confronting people in the way they were interpreting the scripture. And somebody then said, wishing to justify himself, this Pharisee said to Jesus, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan. So let me just do this real quick, Glenn, because most people miss this. I'm going to tell you the purpose of the Good Samaritan story was really Jesus used an example of a person that to a Jew, some of those hated people in the world were the Samaritans. Mm -hmm. And so to put the adjective good before Samaritan was just unspeakable and unthinkable. It would be like a good terrorist if you said that on September, you know, 12th, 2000. Right. You just wouldn't even say that. And and what Jesus does is he goes out of his way to say, hey, let me just tell you, you want to justify yourself? There is no way that you can do anything through your own good works to justify yourself. And he tells this crazy story about a guy who didn't just help somebody who was beaten up by robbers and left in a ditch, but a man who goes through extreme personal sacrifice and significant amount of, uh, of resource. What he does is so exceedingly and abundantly beyond what anybody would do to help somebody in a crisis that anybody who hears the story of the Good Samaritan would say, well, who would do that? There's no way I'm that good. Jesus is actually telling the story of the Good Samaritan to tell people that you can never be good enough to earn your way into heaven. But what he is telling people is you do have a responsibility to care for others. And nobody does that as well as we should. In fact, if you want to know the, the truth, the only really, quote unquote, the hero of the Good Samaritan story is Jesus. He's the one that, though he was rich, for our sake became poor, that through his poverty we might become rich. Now, here's the question of the day. Should we use the term Good Samaritan of this individual who lawfully carrying, I think, in Indiana just a couple of weeks ago, allow concealed carry to happen? Yeah, he was carrying it legally and lawfully. Yeah, and, and, uh, and honestly, I'm just going to be truthful with you. I don't care if he was carrying it unlawfully, and he saved the life of my family who was in that food, food court. I'd have been grateful. But the fact is, Indiana, I think, did just allow the concealed carry uh, you know, uh, law to pass. And because of that, an obviously unwell individual, a mentally ill individual who went into a food court and, and sought to destroy and care people had somebody there who did not consider himself uh, more important than others, put himself at risk by engaging this mentally ill person and thankfully stopped him from doing more evil. So let me just say, I, I don't know if good, the Good Samaritan's the right story to even talk about here, but I would just say this. This was a good. This was a good man who stopped evil. Good men stop evil. You and I both are are, are fans of the founding father and the the men that influenced them. And the great quote by Edmund Burke from England is very very true. That all is that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. And this good man did something. And 
you know, I, I, let me give you some other scriptures that I think would inform us that we can be thankful well, for this guy. You hey, know, go ahead. Hang on, because I have another. I have another question, and you would probably be best to answer it. It's my understanding. I think he should be called not a good Samaritan, but a peacemaker. But they would have a problem with that. But if it, if yeah. if I have this right, um, and you you can confirm or d- deny this, maybe I have it wrong. But in Hebrew, shalom, peace. That is that is shalom is uh, peace by crushing the head that creates chaos. So by destroying the the head of chaos, you are actually a peacemaker. So I think this guy should be called a peacemaker. I, I well, I don't have any problem with that. I mean, he did limit evil, and and some people are going to say, "Hey, a good Samaritan saved somebody who had been beaten by evil men. He didn't kill somebody who was evil." I, I, I'll be I'll be honest. We don't know this. That's an argument from silence. Jesus is telling a story again. I think to establish that no man can establish his own righteousness, but that there are things that righteous men do. But 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 more than that, I, I think. That what righteous men do is they put down evil. That's what the proverb says. Deliver those who are being taken away to death and those who are staggering to slaughter. Hold them back. If, if you see trouble happening and you run away because you care more for your life than for others, that's not, that's not what heroes do. It's not what peacemakers do. We have to. Um, we have to go to war against evil. And sometimes that means we put ourselves at risk. I just, you know, when you said peacemaker, I just thought... I, I believe the gun that ruled the West in the old days was called a peacemaker. How well, could that's you what possibly we call our, yeah. make a weapon of war? Yeah. 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 That's right. That's what we call it. Um, what we call so, our officers, peacemakers. That's right. And I, I, you know, let me just yeah. say this again. What's going on is that everybody is so – we have a country that has lost its way, right? Let's just quote another founding father. Our Constitution, Adam said, is not made for an immoral and irreligious people. And so what's happening is our country becomes increasingly immoral and irreligious is we start to uh, we want solutions. And, uh, and and what people will do is they'll give away their freedoms thinking it's going to be a solution. But yes. they have not thought through this. Our, our founders know. I mean, our Bible teaches that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Which is why we have to have checks and balances and a government big enough to give you everything you want. Quote, unquote, peace is a government to take away everything that you have. And we, ha- we cannot keep giving away our freedoms. We don't have a gun problem. We have a sin problem. And, 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 yeah, we, and, and, it, yeah. It, it's, it's amazing we, to me that we are, we are looking at this um, issue, and people can't see that when a, when a group of people don't self-regulate because they don't answer to anybody, and they just stand on rights and no responsibilities at all, we're done. I, I was talking earlier this morning that, you know, it was Jimmy Carter that gave us the phrase of uh, first responder. He's the one who popularized it. Um, we are the first responders. We, that is the point of our country. We are in charge of ourselves, our, our family homes. We then give and loan some of these rights to uh, our city and state and federal government that belong to us, but we just don't have the time to do all of these things to protect these rights. We're the first responders, and we've completely lost that. We have no self-regulation and nobody who is going to say, hey, knock it off. You're exactly right. And that's why, Glenn, one of the things I appreciate about your show is you're not just doing commentary, but you remind people 
that, that our problem is a hard problem. And the only thing that will make people open to tyranny is fear and chaos. And it's why our Lord's most spoken words were fear not. And he wants to bring shalom. He wants to step on the head of the serpent. And what's going to step on the head of the serpent is not disarming all men. It's going to be stepping on the sin which rules in our hearts. And that's why Jesus said, come to me, all you are weary and heavy burden. It doesn't say run to Congress and make more laws. It, it, we're going to have to, and we're, we are, we're going to continue to give away freedoms if we don't learn to self-regulate. And, and so uh, to your point, Glenn, our job, uh, that's why the very first thing you brought up, uh, Shalom, with great Hebrew words. So let's talk about the very first thing a good young Jewish child learns, which is the Shema, which says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And the words that I'm commanding you shall be on your heart and you shall teach them diligently to your sons and talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk in the way and when you lie down and rise up. And we have failed to do that. And because of that, we have individuals that are rising up and using guns to do evil, cars to do evil, bombs to do evil. And uh, what we cannot do is take away the ability of good people to counteract that evil with free speech and with when necessary, uh, put them down. I think that good Samaritan, this is me speculating, had he shown up when those robbers were beating that guy in a ditch, I think he would have uh, engaged them. And that's exactly what that guy did. In the yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we're talking to Todd Wagner. Um, Todd, I, I, I want to ask you one last question because I, I, I subscribe uh, to words from WAGs. So I see you and I see the lessons that you're teaching and, and I so appreciate them. Um, but you are kind of outside of a church uh, now. You're kind of you're doing your own thing. And I think our churches have really let us down. Um, it is there's a movement coming and a movement already here, an awakening that is beginning. But um, it seems as though many of our churches are asleep at the switch and they're afraid. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I've said this often. I was asked to speak somewhere, and I was asked to speak on the topic of the greatest evil in America, Glenn. And I don't think it's the progressive left. I don't think it's the pro-choice movement. I don't think it's the confused uh, transgender uh, community. I think it's a weak and feckless church who who has stopped loving people. Mm. They 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 uh, stopped preaching the truth of God's word. I was so discouraged. You know, I, I did a deal called uh, Real Truth, Real Quick. And one of the things I was going to do this morning when I heard you wanted to talk was go back and watch a real truth, real quick I did on should a Christian have a concealed handgun license? And the individuals at the place, the church that I used to be at apparently that uh, helped me produce that, decided that that was no longer worth having up and took it down. Now, uh, you know, there are others they've left up, thankfully, but I don't know why they took that one down. Hopefully they'll hear this and put it back up because I try and give biblical solutions to real world problems. And um, you should, and, uh, and I, you should recut it. Yeah, yeah I will. I will. I, I, I probably need to go back and uh, recut a number of them. L- luckily, um, mm-hmm. you know, there are other ones that are that are still up that, that are helpful and that even speak, you know, the topic that we're talking about today. But, uh, Glenn, I just really appreciate what you're doing. I'm glad folks are listening to you. Uh, we can't grow weary in doing good people. We've got to continue to speak the truth in love. And I do think that we have a problem in the church, and our pulpits have got to get back in the game. Uh, Todd Wagner, former pastor of Watermark Community Church. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, Words from Wags. Um, thank you so much, Todd. I appreciate it. God bless you. Glenn, great to be connected. Have a great day. Thanks.
Back in just a second. Um, Dennis Black walked into my office. He's a naturopathic doctor. Um, and uh, he walked into my office and he said, I think I can really uh, help your dog eat. And I'm like, uh, is this the rough green stuff? As we had been advertising rough greens. And I said, I haven't tried it with my dog yet. And he said, would you just try it? He said, I think you're going to see a big difference in your dog. Uh, and he said, uh, you know, and he'll eat. And that was the hardest thing. Uno could, I mean, he just would not eat, wouldn't eat. You had to hand feed him. It was awful. Um, and we tried everything. Dr. Dr. Black was exactly right. He changed our lives as a family and he changed my dog, Uno. And Uno is happier and healthier than I think he's ever been. It's rough greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on the dog food, chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's in there. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog, your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back. They're going to give you the first trial bag. It's a little bag that the the dog can eat because if, if he doesn't like it, then you know you, you don't want to waste money. So it's free. You just pay for shipping. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or 833-GLEN-33. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, man. Somebody who has been nominated now for NCAA uh, Woman of the Year. Right. Leah. Leah Thomas. Oh, is it Thomas Thompson? Uh, Leah, Leah Thomas. Thomas. I didn't know this until Love. today, but uh, Leah mm-hmm. went back. I don't want a dead name, Leah, so I'm not going to say Leah's oh, don't do that. male name. Don't do it. No. But when Leah was a biological male, uh, Leah was yeah. ranked as the 462nd best male swimmer uh, yeah. in college. Yeah. You know what uh, Leah You didn't is, know that. No, I didn't know that. You know what Leah huh. is ranked as as a female collegiate swimmer? A number yeah, one. Number one. Number one. The yeah. best yeah. women swimmer. I don't know what it college. is. Have to convince more average males to switch and become a female because <laughs> somehow or another they just start swimming faster, Pat. Right. Running just, faster, swimming they faster. They buckle down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just get the job done. So, uh-huh. woman of uh-huh. the year. Woman of the year. Well, said Leah, so, so, so very good. happy for yeah. all women. All women. Because I know all women, all the other swimmers, they love this. They're with it. You they're with it. it. Yeah. Got it. This is the Glenn Beck Program.